Welcome to Ed's Not Dead Teacher Tips. This is the time of the show where the three of us discuss tips for teaching that uh, will hopefully help our listeners out there with what they're doing in classrooms. For our first installment of Teacher Tips, we are going to start with those tips that will help teachers at the beginning of the school year. So let me set the scene. It is the first day of school. You're in an elementary, middle school, or high school classroom. Mr. Siddons, what are some key tips for teachers? I think uh, the one thing that I think is takes a lot of time, but if you do it and put the time in, uh, it, it pays out in major dividends later in the year. Um, obviously, everybody gets like their kids' information, their phone numbers, their email address of parents or whatever. I think it's... I know, again, it takes a lot of time, but if you you make the effort to call every single parent within the first two weeks or three weeks of school, um, and I know I've said that to people before and they kind of gristle at it and they're kind of like, that's un, that's ridiculous. It's I've had 150 kids in a couple years and it, and it, you take some, I took a Sunday when I'm driving somewhere, when I'm on the way home, um, and you make a phone call two minutes tops with the, with the parent, guardian, and... You just say, "Hey, I met so and so today. It was great meeting them. This I'm Mr. Siddons. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, you know, here's my email address. Here's my phone number at school. I gave them my cell phone, and I never had any issue. But I know some people might not be pleased with that. But then, if stuff comes up later in the year, November, December, where things get tough for kids or, and for teachers, you can go back. You already have that positive note of con- uh, contact with the parent." And you're not automatically having a negative thing to say. And I will say there are parents that that pick up that phone that first time I call them and take a guess as to what they say sometimes. What do you do? What do you do? And I had parents so many times be like, I've never gotten a positive phone call home. And that and, and what it's such a powerful way to start the school year. Very nice. Thank and I you. will say he definitely did. I remember years ago driving somewhere with you, and it was like a Friday. I think we we're like it's going out of town or something. Mm-hmm. And he was in the backseat calling parents. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. But he did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember he did it when he taught Project Success. Yeah. All right. So you practice what you preach. Good job, yeah. Mr. Siddons. Mr. Krabs. So one thing I was always really big on, still I'm big on, and important is kind of like the first time kids enter your room, mm-hmm. what messages are you sending? Like, what are you asking them to do? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was always making sure that they had a specific assigned seat. It's not permanent. It's not forever. But especially, you know, for middle school, but, you know, I imagine high school as well, it's awkward and uncomfortable and you it's a new room. It's a new person who yep. was in here. Who do I sit next to? those really complex social dynamics are already at work and at play. So giving them somewhere to sit and then giving them something to do right Mm -hmm. away. They're not sitting around just hanging out and you're like, oh, hold on, hold on. And what I would always do is go around um, and ask kids their name. And on the seating chart, I would make sure to write it down phonetically as well. Because I always cringe and I still cringe anytime, even if it's the first day, the mispronunciation of kids' names. Yep. You know, um, so really working to make sure that you're writing it down, that you're going back to it every day. And for the first, honestly, like month of school, I would just always have that in front of me. And if kids were working independently, I'd be like looking at the seating chart, being like, where is that? What's that kid's name? And then I'd be like quizzing myself as they go on just as quick as possible, learning their names to really kind of give them a sense of importance. Like, I see you. I know you. Mm -hmm. I know who you are. So, yep. And that helps you remember the kids, um, Long term too. Yeah. 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 Remember them way down the road. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lastly, 
uh, the person that hasn't taught in the <laughs> most amount of time. Uh, I will go with making sure that teachers have their routines and systems in place. It's a long-term strategy. It doesn't really necessarily impact you on the first day of school. Um, and digital technology has changed a lot since I taught. Um, you know, we, we worked a lot more with paper and pencils back in those days. Do it for me. Come with on. The, all right, we used the clay tablets. <laughs> yes, but from everything to how kids enter the room to where they turn in papers to where they can access supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Siddons, you were always great about having lots of materials in a very organized way around your room. So kids knew kind of how to move in the space of a classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those internal room systems are really important. It gives kids kind of that, that gestalt to work within. Um, and so I think teachers, when they, you know, rooms don't have to be overly beautified or pretty, but they need to be highly mm-hmm. organized. Yep. And I think the kids, um, just like, you know, cognitively you develop schema in your brain and when you learn, um, I think that's what you do in a classroom space. Yeah, it's funny. That was going to be my second one in terms of important things to do was setting up routines. Mm-hmm. And the kind of mantra is, you know, if you don't have like a system or routine for it, they'll make up one for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yep. They'll fill the space. They'll fill the space. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, though, there might be a routine that you and I started our first years of teaching that the next year I was like, nope, not doing that. Oh, or sure. or even like yeah. a month in, sometimes you're like, nope, that's done. Yep. Do you know what book I always reread? And it's going to make me... I know. So old. Harry Wong. Harry Wong, man. The first day. I, I would always go back and just kind of... Okay, I never mm-hmm. read that book. What? I mean, it's it's nothing earth-shattering it's or groundbreaking. It's a classic. Yeah, but it, it's like, it just, for me, it always got me in the right mindset of thinking about what was going to happen and what I wanted to happen. Yeah. Harry Wong, First Days of School. Mm-hmm. Right. Go check it out. And check out the book, Who Said School Administration Was Going to Be Fun? <laughs> <laughs> I read that book a lot. <laughs> anyway. um, all right, so that is our first installment of Teacher Tips. It was awesome. Thanks, guys. I, I hope it benefits our educators out there pedagogy that they can apply in their classrooms or we know we also have a lot of expert teachers out there so maybe for them it's just a reminder yeah um and we want to especially wish good luck to all those teachers who are going to be walking into a classroom or welcoming kids for the first time in their careers we've all been there it's it's crazy to think about the excitement exciting (laughs) it is nerve-wracking it is man there is nothing like it and and it doesn't get old either i don't think no uh uh, but that but that first go around it is one of the scarier propositions that you'll ever confront in 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 professional life and also there's no other career that you experience that excitement either on the first day and so rewarding yeah anyway all right thanks folks